Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband, Aaron, joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. So you guys have a great perspective on working on yourself, being the best you, you know, for one another and that sort of thing. Have there been though, being a second marriage um, and a marriage later in life when you kind of know yourself better, have there been some things that you've unpacked together that you've had to work through to continue strengthening your marriage? Oh, without a doubt. Nothing comes to mind immediately, but (laughs) I know that without a doubt, we still had to learn how to be partners together. Mm. And what are, you know, what are each other's love languages and how do you want me to share love for you? And just even living with somebody again and yeah. um, having a roommate and, you know, <laughs> teens and that kind of thing. And, and especially as two entrepreneurs, we both could work 24 seven. So making sure that we do have time for each other and prioritize each other over our clients or other things or are the dreams too. I mean, those are things that we've had to, we're, you know, always trying to balance, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I don't, we haven't had a, we haven't had a major rough patch just to be totally honest. It's yeah. been, we're both really good communicators. Mm-hmm. And we, we're, we both, we're both always working on ourselves. So we're both always reading about relationships or emotional health and it's in my work. So I, I think it's always, uh, we're always trying to get better in communicating, uh, working on our marriage, and, and being open and transparent and working on things together. This uh, another thing I learned from my first marriage. One of my mantras was, you know, they say, what are the three most important words in a marriage? People always think it's I love you. And I used mm-hmm. to joke and say, no, it's honey, you're right. <laughs> and, and I lived that way too. And so that was wrong. That was a bad philosophy. And I, I undid that through therapy and whatnot. So now I know if, if something's going on that I'm bothered by, mm-hmm. to, to use my words, like yeah. bring it up and, and, and talk about it. And I'll do that. And Kim does that also. And we we come together and figure out how to resolve that. Mm-hmm. But the old Brett would have stayed quiet and just swallowed it like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll never bring that up. So I don't know. I think we're really good at facing situations and talking through them yeah better yeah. today than we were early in our marriage for uh, sure and i'm way better than i was in my first marriage yeah me too i'm sure yeah you know the statistics aren't good on second marriages and third marriages and like you mentioned in the beginning of this sometimes people just rebound into a new relationship mm-hmm. we both had a lot of time <clears throat> excuse me time and space between the relationships to grow and our marriage is awesome yeah mm-hmm. and i know a lot of others who are in a second marriage that are awesome because you when you get married young and dumb, sometimes you <laughs> just don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's obvious that you guys are both very good communicators. So you definitely have that on your side, uh, that you're able to listen to one another and use your words wisely. And I'm sure even that, you know, it kind of, even from personal experience, that comes from practice. Yes. But I would say that you're both probably born communicators and you have that on your side too communicate with one another and listen to one another and actually hear each other and, and work 
toward a healthier and we talk about maximizing your marriage. You know, it doesn't mean that something's broken, but there's always room to maximize and make it even better. Yep, without a doubt. And I think, um, but I do think that's a constant effort to communicate about things because yeah. we love to have full lives. And sometimes that gets to be a little busy, like a little too, sometimes too much. And so the stress of that can, I know personally, I'm not always my best when I'm stressed out. And he's really um, good about giving me grace. But there are times when I actually what I need is to be held accountable. So he's good about that, too. And uh, and does it in a loving way. You know, we don't. Yeah, we're not screamers and fight each other, you know, yell at each other and that kind of thing, uh, which I'm so thankful because that's not that's I'm, I'm thankful we don't do that. Yeah. Um, but we definitely I mean, it's, it's definitely a muscle or a, you know, a habit or a, a skill we've developed and we're, and it's something we, you know, we'll be faced with again in the future and figuring out how to have those tough conversations and when to love and give grace versus when to say, Hey babe, you know, this is how this makes me feel. Right. And don't do so that. <laughs> let's talk about that prioritizing clients and careers hmm. versus marriage, because I think probably more often than not one spouse is more career driven than the other. Maybe that it becomes a struggle of one spouse feeling left behind because the other spouse is so focused on career or if it's a service career, you know, more focused on clients than on their spouse. You guys kind of have that on both sides. You're both mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and you're both in the field of service and clients and things like that. So how would you encourage or what suggestions would you have for listeners in uh, maybe even as specific as when you feel like, okay, God's first, now clients have become second instead of the spouse being second in my priorities. How do you have those conversations? What kind of words would you encourage our listeners to use when they need to say, hey, hon, I feel like I've dropped a little far on the priority list or I feel like you're a little over busy. You know, how would you have those conversations? I'll start because Brett is definitely more, he, he's really great about, I mentioned earlier, he's very self-disciplined. So he's good about like, okay, it's a certain time I'm turning off. Mm. And granted his phone's nearby and he may check every once in a while. I am terrible about turning off. So <laughs> like, so he'll, he'll say things like, how about a date night? Which means how about your phone stay in the car when you and I have dinner or how about you put it in, you know, in your office when we're watching a movie or something like that. And so that date night is his signal saying, I need some focus time. So I want you to be present during our time together this evening. Is that possible? You know? And if I, if it's like, actually, babe, there's an offer going back and forth and we need to get it, it you know, done tonight. Yeah. How about we have date night tomorrow night or something like that. And there's most times we can, we'll do date night. But every once in a while, it's like I am in the thick of something that needs my attention and I'm not going to be able to be present if this other thing is distracting me. That's a big thing for my clients, which it means it's a big thing for me. So he knows he he'll, you know, typically he understands that that's the, the situation at that moment. How do you receive that, though, Kim? <clears throat> how do you receive that and not be offended? Oh, when he like how do, when he says, can we have date night? Yeah, because. Oh. For because, someone who's not ready to receive that, who's like, my gosh, I'm busy. Like I've got a, yeah. I've got clients. I, I'm busy. I'm sorry, honey, but it would be easy to become offended. You know, yeah. give me a break. You know, well, because ninety nine percent of the time he's right that I've been. <laughs> I need, and and because I need that date night too. 
I just don't, okay. I let, I allow my work and my smartphone and my distractions be distractions. I allow my work to be a distraction more than I think he does. So typically when he says, I need a date night or let's do a date night, it, I need that too. And I'm just not as good about acknowledging it before him. Yeah, no, I, yes. Yeah, I think it just comes down to communicating openly what, what's going on, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm super, super proud of Kim and her business and she's doing great with it. I, I don't like it when she gets lost in Facebook or other things and mm-hmm. we just, we, we just talk through that. And, and I'm similarly, I have, I have seasons where I'm 24 seven researching or writing or gone. And so she understands that. And I, I think one thing that we have uniquely going for us is we're both really optimistic about the future. Mm-hmm. Like we're building something and we we're both, um, working hard towards that. So we we're excited every day about what's coming and and doing it together whether it's vacation or or work or growing and i i didn't have that in my first marriage i think that's a, a really good recipe for a great marriage is that you both have a common view of the future and that will help that, you through little chunky periods yeah. yeah you nailed it aaron and i love to teach about being on the same team you know but it's like a perspective thing and so when you keep the perspective that you're on the same team as your spouse, then you can receive those critiques a little bit easier, or you can receive that accountability better because you're not against each other. Brett isn't coming against your career or against your time with your clients. He, and like you just said, Brett, like you said, I am so proud of her. I am so proud of what she's doing. She knows that. You've made it clear that you fully support her career, that you're proud of the work that she does. And so then that accountability of, hey, babe, I need your eyes tonight. I need your time tonight. It comes as a, hey, let's regroup. Let's have a team meeting. Yeah. Not, I don't I don't support what you're doing. Get back to focused on me. Right. Absolutely. Got it. Uh, very well and so thought. that perspective is so important. The other thing that I think we do, I know you do, you do well for sure. If like, say during his PhD, he's has a paper due on Thursday, he'll like, when we say what's going on this week, like over the weekend, we're like, what do you have this week? Um, Cause sometimes I'm at a networking thing on a Monday night or I have Bible study on Tuesday night or something like that. We talk, we check in about what's, what's the week look like. He'll say this week, I'm going to be heads down getting this paper done. So unless I get it done early, I'm going to be probably working, you know, through till after dinner and that kind of stuff. So it gives me the heads up so I can plan my day too. That's good. And I'm not coming home with the hoping for a candle at dinner. I know we're doing something quick and he's getting back to it. And then I can, you know, plan my time too. So and it's a very respectful way to let people know I need to be focused on something else this week. Yeah. It goes back to really good communication mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you're setting expectations for one another that are realistic. And so you're not being caught off guard. You got it. You got it. We don't, we don't do that all the time and things come up, but sure. We're, I think we're, we're pretty good about that. Did you have something to add, Brett? Well, I, I, not on that. But I, I, what, I don't know if this is good or bad. I think it's good and bad, but Kim is my best friend. Mm. Now, is that yeah. bad? I don't have a guy who's my best friend that I spend a lot of time with. Maybe people could say that's not real well-rounded, but yeah. absolutely. She's my best friend. And when life gets crunchy and I just want to rest and get safe, I want to be with her. Yeah. Like my, my best uh, place to 
recover from all this is on the couch with her watching Netflix or something. I think that's 100% good. I don't think there's anything wrong. Brett's my best friend. Same thing. Like when I need to recharge or I need to be sad or whatever, I, you know, whatever's going on with me, I want to be with him. Yeah. That's the way it should be. If you expected her to make you happy, like back to that codependence thing, Mm -hmm. that's where it gets unhealthy. You have other outlets, you're reading books, you have clients, you're working on a PhD, you're doing other things. Your world isn't revolving around her, but she's your person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. Well, it's the way it is. Yeah. So just to, just to recap, and I'm sure Aaron and I'll talk about this in the recap, but <laughs> I think Kim earlier, when I asked you, how do you receive his accountability or his corrections without being offended? What I hear you guys saying, and I think what Aaron and I have experienced too, is that previous to those moments of, Hey babe, I need a check-in. Brett has used his words and used his actions to let you know we're still on the same team. I support you in what you're doing. I love you for what you're doing. And when that foundation is set, then those moments of, hey, I need to be your priority tonight, or hey, I feel like we're getting too busy for one another, it's easier to take that because the foundation was laid before. You got it. Yes. I know he's the president of my fan club and my yeah. biggest cheerleader and my biggest encourager. And so when he's calling me on something, like even even just, you know, he's very involved in my business. Like we share, I share with him things that are going on. So there are times that I I may offer to do something for a client and he'll say, Is that really the best use of your time? Because he knows I also need to be better about my time and I'm always working at that at, at work. So he's a great accountability partner, but he also, whenever he checks me, it's done in a loving way. He's not critical or, or talking down to me or telling me that's a bad idea. He just maybe suggests another approach or yeah. makes a recommendation, you know? So he's definitely is very gentle and loving with it all for sure. Choosing your words wisely. Another great characteristic of a communicator. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be a great marriage book. There probably is one on that, but just, it comes down to yeah. choosing your words. Yeah. In life. Like, Words matter. You have, yeah. to, have the discipline to discipline your words. Mm-hmm. And that takes care of a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. And on that note, too, you even kind of, I don't know if you would say it this way, but you implied that you kind of have these little key words that you know what it means. So if he says, hey, babe, how about a date night? Mm-hmm. You know that that's a way to say, hey, let's check our time. Let's check our busyness. Yes. Let's get some one-on-one time. Exactly. Yeah. Again, being on the same team, you have little passwords, you know, that you can go, hey, when I say date night, that means we need to check our calendars. I'm feeling over busy, you know, so and I think that's fun. And that's a way to keep it playful as well is to have those key words. When I think Aaron's about to get really mad, I'll be like a bulldog. And that's his way of going, Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath before we have this conversation, you know, and that's just instead of me saying, hey, babe, you're getting you're getting mad. I just say, hey, bulldog. And then we kind of chuckle and he knows, oh, I'm going to take a deep breath before we continue this conversation. Awesome. (laughs) Playing on that uh, team concept, you could say, like, it's calling a play. You know, they're calling. Yeah. Yeah. The date night play. I I need you present. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So what do you guys see in the next decade? What's to come? We've talked about past. We've talked about the present. What's to come? So the first thing that comes to mind is for both of us from a career 
perspective to have a little more stability. Um, okay. So I see that in the next three to five years for sure, that we're a, a little bit more of a smoother rhythm and a little more predictable rhythm for both mm-hmm. of our careers. Cause I'm, um, he's in transition and I'm in transition, you know, like we're both kind of still early in on our current roles. So I see that. <clears throat> I see a lot of time with family. We have a granddaughter now who'll be one in, uh, in uh, November. And uh, so I see a lot of time with family. What do you see? I see both our businesses growing yeah. probably in ways we can't anticipate right now. Yeah. I'm not sure it'll become more stable. <laughs> <laughs> it, but but it'll definitely keep growing. Yeah. God willing, we stay healthy. Yeah. We, we we do two half marathons a year together. That's something like we haven't talked wow. about. We're training right now. I love that about this lady that she really is focused on her physical health. We yeah. have that's a big compatibility. Yeah. I, I say ten years from now we're still running two half marathons a year. Yep. Wow. We we travel a lot, we're giving back more, yeah. just living bigger, fuller lives and moving into I'm fifty eight, so I'll be sixty eight in ten years. I don't want to be a unhealthy 68 year old. I want to be really, really active and healthy, emotionally, physically, mentally with this amazing wife who's doing the same thing. Yeah. That's what gets me excited yeah. and, and see how far we can t- take this physical experience. Yeah. yeah. Earlier, Brett, you said that you're, you guys together are excited about life. You're excited mm-hmm. about the future. And I would say that you're able to do that because you're talking about the future. You're setting goals together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then that helps you to keep that perspective of being excited for the future together, supporting one another. All of that plays in. Yes. Well, as a coach, he has different tools. Like one of them is setting 18 month goals and five year goals and 10 years goals. And so we do um, we do talk about those things and put things down. And he's a great encourager for me to think bigger and to yeah. um, if I if we, you know, talk about something, would it be great to do that? And it's like, okay, let's figure out how we can do that. And sometimes we throw out an idea and, and it fizzles, but other times we throw out something that actually, the more, thanks for bringing that up. I want to do that too. How do we make that happen? And we create a plan and make things happen. Yeah. um, I do think talking about it and thinking about the future is important to reaching those goals and having that full life that we crave. Yeah. Well, I think in marriage ministry, we, we, it's like beating a dead horse when we talk about the importance of communication, but it, I mean, you just can't get away from it. And I think even in, in our interview, we keep circling back to communication and what a key that is talking about today, talking about tomorrow, setting goals, choosing your words wisely. It's mm-hmm. just, you can't get away from it. If you want to maximize your marriage, you need to be working on communicating with one another. Yes. Yes. Is there any last encouragement or anything that you would like to share with the listeners? Sure. I, I want to say to the listeners that are middle-aged and, and divorced or single, and they're discouraged about, well, like, could I ever fall in love again? And is there time left for that? The answer is absolutely yes. It's never too late, ever too late to, to, to be open to a new relationship that might be phenomenal. Yeah, that's my encouragement. Yeah. And I also think I'd encourage people to do the hard work so that they can be the person that Mm. would attract that worthy mate. And that's any age, right? Because I've encouraged young singles with that as well. Don't be so focused on finding that person that you forget to be working on yourself. So Kim, that's Mm -hmm. an encouragement no matter what age or 
where you are in the spectrum of relationships. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I do the same thing with young people, girls or guys. If a, a young lady wants to attract a guy, be working on herself and so strongly to build her best future. That'll attract men. That'll attract guys. Yes. And same with, same with guys, you know, don't, don't be chasing girls. Be, be working on yourself to become the best version of you. And that'll radiate energy that'll be attractive. Yes. And, and they'll be knocking on your door right. to want to get to know you. So yes. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, on that note, I would gather that probably people are going to be very attracted to you guys and how they've gotten to know you and maybe want to know more about what you guys do. So I will be sure to link ways for them to get in touch with you if that's okay with you, whether they're in the Raleigh-Durham area and looking for homes or Brett, if they're looking for you know coaches, life coaches and, and that sort of thing. I want to be sure and be able to connect people to you because I feel like as they've gotten to know you today, you have radiated good stuff. You're going to attract people to you. And I want them to be sure and get a hold of you if they, if they want to, is that okay with you guys? That'd be great. Thank you very much for sure. Yes, please. Absolutely. Well, it has been a delight and I, Know that everyone will be encouraged with all of the tidbits and tools and skills that you've shared. And just thank you for opening your hearts and sharing your love story with all of us. I really appreciate it and have enjoyed every minute. Well, Candace, this has been a pleasure for sure. Thank you for your time. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of Strengthening Marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.